The KGEZ 2020 News Midday Summary continues with Logan Health to your health. Your health. Here to introduce this week's guest medical professional, John Hendricks. And it's that time of the year again. We're going to have the alert banquet. And so this morning we're going to talk about alert and what it's all about. From Logan Health Alert uh, Chief Pilot, we have Matt Weller. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, guys. And uh, we have the board chair, Chris Parson. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Chris. Good so to be you've here. been hanging around that board long enough that they finally made you the head of it, huh? That's exactly right. <laughs> when you're too long. <laughs> why, why do you feel it's so important that, uh, that you serve in this role? Yeah, you know, I've been a part of Alert for, for nine years, and I just think uh, it's one of those things that in the community that... Uh, Everybody watches flying over them, and you know they don't. And until you see it and, and actually understand what they do and realize the impact that they make in the community, that's the kind of stuff I'd like to do and to help people. So whatever I can do to support these guys is something I feel good about. Oh, alert is a very big deal, and uh, uh, for me, it's kind of personal because what brought the whole thing about was a blogger who uh, they weren't able to get in, and he died. That logger was Denny Buck, a kid I grew up with here. And when I learned it was Denny that started it all, I thought, all right, this is something we something. have got to get behind. Absolutely. So how long have you been flying choppers? Well, I've been flying for, oh gosh, probably longer than I care to remember, but uh, <laughs> I've been with Alert 16 years now. Yeah. You get to fly these birds very often? We're pretty busy. You know, summertime, like everything, is the busiest season. But mm -hmm. uh, winters, things tend to slow down a little bit on the helicopter side. Of course, we have a whole other... Uh, Part of our program, the airplane, the Pilatus oh, PC-12. Right. Oh, sure. And they're they're super busy, and they had a record year last year, in fact. Now, uh, do you fly both planes? No, just just the helicopter. Just the helicopter. Uh, where did you get your training for this? Uh, U.S. Army trained. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. So did you fly Hueys? I flew Blackhawks. I started on Hueys, but yeah, then mm -hmm. flew Blackhawks, and then I transitioned into the United States Coast Guard and flew the Dolphin helicopter after that. Well, this is how you figured out how to deal with all the winds and all the crazy stuff that you have to deal with with landing that alert helicopter. For sure. We always say that uh, your career is not uh, made or started with alert. You do that before you come here. You get all your experience and then come here and put that to good use. Well, they're getting the Gray Wolf helicopters now over a Maelstrom. Have you been keeping up on those birds? No, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are invisible, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to get visible over in Great Falls, that's for sure. They're replacing the Hueys over there with those, and I guess they are some kind of a helicopter. But uh, tell us about the bird that you fly here for alert. Sure, we fly the Bell 407 GXP. It's kind of all the nomenclature there, but it's a Bell helicopter. It's the long in the long lineage of the Bell Long Ranger or Jet Ranger series. It's kind of the latest and greatest. Up front, it's got a complete glass cockpit, uh, Garmin's set up with, we even have an autopilot in that thing now. Wow. Mm. Which of course you won't be using when you're trying to land up in the park between a couple of peaks. That is true, correct. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's some pretty hairy stuff. What's the hairiest landing you ever had to oh. make in alert? <laughs> I would get this question all the time. Yeah, I'll bet. I think I should have a good answer by now. <laughs> uh, you know, I think of some, there's really so many over the years, but just times where we couldn't even land and maybe had to drop a crew member off. I remember a few summers ago dropping one of the guys off and he had to grab a chainsaw from a crew member there on the ground and cut some trees down while I hovered and pointed out which ones I needed down. And then we kind of snaked our way in there. Things oh, like gosh. that. Wow. That's one thing you got to remember in a helicopter. You've got those blades that go out how many feet? 
Well, they're about 14, 15 on each side. Yeah, so you need at least 30 feet. <laughs> at least, yeah. We like to say we, we like to have a, about the size of a baseball field to land in the infield. Uh, but it, and during the daytime when things were a little sharper, we can take that distance from the pitcher's mound to home plate. Kind of that's, that's our smallest of course, the, size. The, the weather conditions have to cooperate too. Absolutely. That's our <laughs> biggest challenge here in Northwest Montana for sure. Yeah. And then the, when the wind starts whipping around, uh, you know, in, in a mountainous area, uh, it's always changing. It is, yeah. I always tell people to kind of visualize standing in a stream bed or a small creek and just watching how the water flows in and around the rocks. And that's very similar to what the air does and that turbulence. Uh, do you get enough flying in so that you can handle these kinds of situations? Yeah, absolutely. We do quite a bit of training uh, every year. We're fortunate that the organization sends us down to Texas to the Bell, Bell Helicopter Training Academy. Mm. Uh, from there, we do a lot of maneuvers and we practice engine out maneuvers where the engine goes back to idle and we have to land the helicopter without it. Um, so it's it's definitely cha a challenge. Oh, the old auto-rotate thing, huh? Yeah, that's right. It's Can you actually do that and not get hurt? <laughs> we do it dozens of times every year. Yeah. Really? At the school. Never never for real, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. yeah. Chris, uh, um, how busy has it been this past year for Alert? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been pretty busy. Like Matt said, uh, you know, we've had some record year in the fixed ring and, and the rotary ring keeps busy. I think it's really dependent on the weather and stuff and the seasonality stuff. And that's mm -hmm. everybody, you know, Valley kind of goes and goes in uh, spades there. So Yeah, we but, flew just under 300 patients with the helicopter last year. Mm -hmm. And yeah. about 250 with the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is the fixed wing used? What's, uh, what is it used for? The fixed wing is the, for more stable patients that need to go, obviously, a longer distance. Okay. Uh, they're kind of bread and butter is that Seattle run and, and Salt Lake City. Uh, there's some specialty uh, services that are performed in those, in those areas. But really, it's for obviously things that we can't get to uh, with the helicopter or much longer distances. They they literally fly all over the United States. They were in Southern California just a couple of weeks ago. So so they're used primarily for us to take patients elsewhere. Uh, what about f bringing them into Kalispell from around the state? That's a very fair question. We it's a it's a pretty even split. We bring a lot of patients. You know, we're really proud of our children's center now and right. the the neonatal specialty care that we provide. And that's where we're seeing a big, a big impact or a big change there is bringing in these small children that need that specialty care from all over the region. Well, we've talked a lot about flying these uh, aircraft. I wanna talk a bit about uh, what you do uh, or what happens uh, in, the, in the back of the aircraft when you have a patient. We'll do that after this. One American dies every 36 seconds due to cardiovascular disease. Hi, my name is Joshua Duchesne. I'm a general cardiologist here at Logan Health Heart and Lung. There are differences between men and women when it comes to symptoms for a heart attack. Women are more likely to have atypical symptoms, shoulder pain, dizziness, shortness of breath, numbness and tingling in your lower jaw. If you suspect that you're having a heart attack, you should call 911 and be evaluated by a medical professional. Logan Health to your health continues. Here again is John Hendricks. And today the discussion is alert. And uh, joining us, the chief pilot, Matt Weller, and board chair, Chris Parson. So um, we understand the flying part of this, uh, guys, but uh, what about the crew that's taking care of the passengers? A fantastic team of dedicated, super, highly trained, motivated, uh, all those buzzwords you'd like to put with the people that are taking care of your life, literally. 
they're fantastic. They're, they're working on a 48-hour shift with the hospital, and they alternate calls between the helicopter and the, and the airplane. And that's part of the challenge for them is they kind of never know what they're going to get or where they're going to end up. And they've always got their little sack of, uh, of toys with them. They're all their tools, of course, for the job, but even things like bringing your passport and your toothbrush is part of their job description. Uh, how is it different uh, treating somebody aboard the alert helicopter as opposed to in the emergency room? Yeah, it's, uh, we often talk about the helicopters being a kind of a portable ICU, uh, but really it's the size constraint. It's very, very cramped and very small in the back there. And, and between the two of them, all of their gear, this time of year we're carrying a lot of winter gear and just clothing and survival equipment. So very small cramped quarters in the back there. And then just the demands of, of flight, uh, even in the airplane where they're climbing to high altitudes and the temperatures and just all those different demands and challenges that they face. And how do they get their training? Uh, they're trained, some of them are right here locally. They right, came right from Flathead Valley Community College, the paramedic program there. But we have a pretty good group of folks from uh, really across the nation. It's, it's rare for us to have an opening with the program. And uh, when we do, we get hundreds of applications from all across the country. And um, we've got former military, we've got folks that have been in ambulances for many years, worked in, in the ICU. It's kind of a unique combination where you've got this a nurse on board and you have a paramedic. So the paramedics will concentrate in pre-hospital care, we call it. So that's that scene call, that car accident or someone mm -hmm. that, that collapsed in their home. And they're good at getting that patient packaged and make sure the scene's safe. Where the nurses are a little more specialized generally in that hospital care with all of the different medications and equipment that goes with some of these long-term and compound uh, injuries and illnesses. So this must be a pretty expensive proposition, Chris. Yes, it is. And that's why the banquet and all those things that we do from the board level is so important to give these guys the equipment and the tools to be able to do what they do. How much money are we talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, I think every, I think, uh, Costs a lot of money to fly the, you know, to do these alert programs. I mean, mm -hmm. it's millions of dollars every year to try to keep up on these things, and and uh, you know, these aircraft aren't cheap. Uh, that's number one. The number There's one. There's several right million there. dollars all by themselves. Uh, uh, Sir, yeah. the, our last yeah. helicopter we purchased was four million dollars, and that's uh, been, gosh, almost seven, eight years ago now. So, like everything, it's gone up. That's probably six million dollar aircraft to replace. The helicopter itself is about a thousand dollars an hour just to operate. And that's not including any of the crew costs as far as salary and things like that. Just mm -hmm. purely operating expenses on the aircraft. And uh, what's the life, life, lifetime of that aircraft, lifespan? Yeah, that's a good question. We actually have two helicopters. We've got our, uh, we refer to as our legacy aircraft. And that's the one that we've had for, gosh, going on uh, almost 25, 26 years now. I mean, that one's in a backup role. Uh, and so it just, we continue to maintain that aircraft. It's airworthy, it's safe. Uh, and then we've replaced that, like I said, six, seven years ago with the newer, uh, more fancy, like mm -hmm. everything gets a little more expensive and a little more automated. Um, but to answer your question, they can kind of go indefinitely as long as we've got the parts and pieces to keep replacing yeah. those items that need yeah. to. Now the current uh, helicopter has some capabilities the old one doesn't, right? Correct, it does. Uh, I mentioned earlier the the uh, autopilot fe 
features or functions. And really it's got a, we call it glass cockpit, but it's got synthetic vision. So it paints a picture of the mountains and the wow. rivers and everything right in front of us there on the screen. Uh, it really helps with the pilots with what we call situational awareness and being mm -hmm. knowing which side yeah. is up and which side's down when yeah. the weather gets kind of So far. autopilot isn't uh, AI taking over your job, obviously. <laughs> Gee, I hope <laughs> not. not yet. <laughs> but when you're talking about these aircraft, um, um, you know, the maintenance, if you can keep an aircraft going for 25 years, um, you know, why can't we keep a car going for 25 years? Because we don't, we don't maintain a, a, a car the way we do these aircraft. That's a true statement. We've got a, another fantastic team of guys, two, two gentlemen that take care of our aircraft. They're hospital employees. We've, they take care of uh, both the helicopters and, and two airplanes. Uh, they, one has a military background, one does not, but uh, absolutely could not do it without those two guys. So how are we going to raise this money? Well, you know, every year we do the Alert Banquet, and that's coming up here real quick on April 20th. So, I mean, we do that, and we do a golf fundraiser and all kinds of things that we try to do to, to get people, you know, not just raise money, but make people aware of what Alert's all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, having been to several myself, I, uh, I can tell you that if you don't feel it, you know, you're, you're, you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, amazing stories there. That's one thing about Alert, the banquets, you know, they always get better every year, but I think the best part about the banquet is really just to listen to the stories that they have about what some of the, the rescues that they've done and the life-saving measures they've taken to place and the risks that, that all mm -hmm. the crew takes to make things happen and to save people's lives. Well, Robin's going to ask you guys, what can we expect when we attend the banquet this year? And that's up next. <laughs> one American dies every 36 seconds due to cardiovascular disease. Hi, my name is Joshua Duchesne. I'm a general cardiologist here at Logan Health Heart and Lung. There are differences between men and women when it comes to symptoms for a heart attack. Women are more likely to have atypical symptoms, shoulder pain, dizzy breath, numbness and tingling in your lower jaw. If you suspect that you're having a heart attack, you should call 911 and be evaluated by a medical professional. Logan Health to your health continues. Here again is Robin Mitchell. Great conversation this morning with uh, Logan Health Alert Chief pilot uh, Matt Weller and the uh, board chair Chris Parson is here. Uh, they've kicked him up as high as he can on the port <laughs> and now the pressure's on. We've got the alert banquet coming up. You mentioned it's uh, April 20th. What can we expect this year, Chris? Yeah, you know, like I mentioned, I mean, every year is just a great, uh, something new, and, and the banquet just gets bigger and more attendees and more stuff going on. And I think there's a history and the tradition of alert, not just alert, but the banquet is just really powerful. With, you know, 46th annual alert banquet there, April 20th. Um, you know, this year is a, uh, the, the theme is pony up. So uh -huh. wear, your, yeah, wear your best Western and wear and boots. Mm. Um, looking forward to that, something a little different there. We always try to make a theme for the banquet, and that was kind of what was picked this year at the fairgrounds. Uh, again, I think the number one thing there is just listening to the stories that these guys yeah. do. Um, but we have a great event planned. Now, I always uh, like the program, but there's always a video montage or something that's really uh, touching. Touching, yeah. Yeah, yeah those are those, that's that story that kind of gets selected yeah. from the crew's experience over the last year or so and, and shows, shows off what they do. Yeah, okay, so uh, Matt, you and uh, the crew members kind of weigh in on that? Correct. We look, look back over the year and uh, we have, it kind of has to fit several categories and 
sometimes it comes down to someone that's willing to come back in and be on camera and, and tell their story because these, are, these like, are real life traumatic events yeah, for these yeah. folks. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like being a lottery winner. I don't know if I... And, and you know, it's funny because people uh, uh, tend to... Uh, uh, have a fear of public speaking, you know, well, we can film it again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, now the, uh, the, the program is coming up April 20th. And I, usually this thing is wall to wall as far as attendance goes. How can uh, people get tickets to this year's banquet? Yeah. Well, this year's at the fairgrounds as, in, as we normally have it last for quite a while now, uh, due to the number of people we have over, you know, about a thousand people to attend. Yeah. So it's good to get in early, but you can just go to logan.org at alert banquet. I'm sorry, logan.org slash alert banquet. And um, then you can get tickets there. Okay. Yeah, I, I know uh, John and I have attended in the past, and there have been times that he's had to get up from the table and I eat his dessert. <laughs> <laughs> so I always look forward to it. <laughs> now, it, interestingly, this year I'm going in for a knee tune-up on Monday following the <laughs> banquet, so it could be, you know, the, the last could chance be your last to pick out. for a while. <laughs> yeah, well. We'll expect well, to see you out there on the dance yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah. The dance floor. <laughs> don't, oh, my wife's out of town. If she'd heard that, I'd be in trouble right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Chris, how are ticket sales going? It's just begun. Yeah, it's just kind of begun. You know, the mm -hmm. thing about Alert is that we have, there's so much history and so many people in the community that have supported Alert, like you gentlemen, for so many years that when, it, when it's time to buy tickets, we usually get a good spurt right at the beginning and kick yep. things off, and then things just mm -hmm. kind of build from there. And so we're doing well. entire tables are available absolutely, for you can Absolutely. Yeah, we are still looking for sponsors if, you want, if you're interested in that, and, and then individuals, and, and uh, yep, big table. I think it's a 10-person table for the most part. Mm -hmm. So... Absolutely. Or maybe eight big eaters, you know. <laughs> yeah, eight big eaters, yeah. yeah and, the, and the nice thing about it, too, is the first hour is it's an open bar with open appetizers yeah. and really mm -hmm. nice. Great chance to uh, mingle with uh, folks. And you know, it's interesting. Uh, I uh, saw someone that was on the wait staff that was uh, doing I, I thought, I haven't seen them in years, you know. <laughs> sure. So. Yeah. Now, by the way, who's providing the food this year? Logan Health Catering, they do oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Going to be another good one. Yeah, these are the people that make all that great food up in a hospital. That's exactly Correct. right, yeah. yeah. We're going to have prime rib that night on the banquet, oh. so, yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one of the things, if you've ever been a guest at the hospital, you know how good the food is. It's yeah. exceptional. You don't, you know, it's, people say hospital food, but they don't even have a clue what we're talking about. <laughs> it sure is. They do an awesome job up there. That's why they, you know, we keep coming back and that's, they're the, the uh, best crew to have out there doing the catering. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Years ago, uh, the turnover of people entering the hospital and getting out of the hospital, it seems like they kept you longer. So you used to, uh, here was a, a, a hint ask for steak, you know, <laughs> and they say, well, he's good enough to leave now. But uh, yeah, you get great care at Logan Health, that's yeah, for sure. I, that's where I'll be. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for all you do and alert. Uh, you know, I hope to heck I never see you guys in the air as a patient, but if I ever do, I'll be mighty glad you're there. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we always try to tell people we don't want to ever meet on a professional basis. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks. The Chief Thanks. Pilot Matt Weller and Chris Parson, the board chair. Thanks so yeah, much. Thanks. thanks for the opportunity. Please plan to join us again next Tuesday at 1245 for Logan Health's To, to Your, Your Health. Health, part of the KGEZ 2020 News Midday Summary.